0: Today, we're going to be talking about A Quiet Place and Isle of Dogs. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the Yes. yes. Television. Yes. I'm whispering Matt. Yes, you should. Yes, because today. Yeah. We're talking about a film called A Quiet Place. Yes. <laughs> I am here with Matt Nutmeg Hay. Nutmeg Hay. Matt Nutmeg Hay. I don't.
1: I don't understand it. Is it from, from Isle of Dogs? Yes. It's okay. from the Film I'm going to be talking yeah. about because okay. I didn't
0: see your film because it's Scary as Heck. Yeah. I don't watch those <laughs> kinds of movies. <laughs> so
1: uh, everybody,
0: I am here with Joel. <laughs> like that. Cunningham. That's good. Okay. You scared me at the end a little bit. It's yeah. very abrupt. But is that, what it's, we'll talk about it, obviously. Yeah. Is that the thing they do? Do they eat them? Or you want to talk about? Maybe? Talk about it later. Talk about it later. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is uh, where Matt and I talk about the films that we got a chance to see over the last little bit. And Matt kind of has a little bit of more of a fan perspective, fan style, kind yeah. of fun and hype and Big emotions. and emotions and running wild. Yeah, and I tend to be more of the uh, analytic perspective kind of guy. Breakdown story structure stuff like that. Yeah, um, we put those together to give you what we believe is a real thought and perspective with film and television. Matt, if I've done my duty in explaining the show correctly, yes. why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I would love to do that. You all I'm can get sip connected.
0: My, my new dr- coffee here. Your drink.
1: Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So you all can get connected with us all at our. Um, our website which is realreviewmedia.com and then you can connect with us through social media all through that facebook instagram twitter at real review media again that's real r-e-e-l i keep it real but you know fishing real <laughs> so that and then also you can email us realreviewmedia at gmail.com you can find us on a youtube page youtube.com slash the real review um i'm gonna try and get a a, a trailer reaction and review to. Uh, i already filmed it just got a Edit it, upload Mm. it uh, for the Meg. For the Meg. Yes, the new uh, Jason Statham versus a giant shark movie, which seems ludicrous and it probably is ludicrous. I believe it's pronounced Jason Statham. Statham. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. I thought it was like
0: contractually obligated with every film that he was in that he had to sleep with a married woman. I know that sounds weird, but like almost 90% of the films I've seen him in, he ends up sleeping with like a married woman.
1: Well, um, we don't know that for sure with this movie. I mean, it <laughs> could possibly yeah. happen still. Well,
0: if the Meg is married, all I'm going to say is then they're in trouble. So well,
1: Then there's some other weird stuff happening. <laughs> so like,
0: Sidetrack Joel. <laughs> side Joel. I've had much too much coffee today. So Anyway, yeah, today we're going to be talking about our two films, A Quiet Place and Isle of Dogs. Why don't you start us off, Matt? Guys, A Quiet Place.
1: Okay. Right a Quiet Place. Uh synopsis on IMDb is basically a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound, directed by John Krasinski, stars Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe, uh, and like two other people. And like, that's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, to give you more of a, a, a breakdown, basically they live in kind of a dystopian uh, post-apocalyptic world. Uh, you don't know a lot about what's happening, um, but basically there's these creatures that hunt by sound. Mm-hmm and if you make a sound you're you're
0: you're toast. probably
1: going to die. Yeah. Um, they set it up differently though uh, to where th- that rule applies for the most part but there are instances where you you if something happens by accident you may you may be okay. Hmm. They set up that rule uh, that verisimilitude that we talked about yes. so long ago.
0: Yeah, we don't do those anymore.
1: Right. Our movie talk we stuff. We, we, should, we some should some point bring yes. it back, yeah. Um and uh, yeah, critic corner, right? Yes. Anyways, so they set that up pretty well, and and I like that about this. Let me just tell you right now, mm-hmm. my expectations for this movie were through the roof. Mm-hmm. I and let me just say, before even seeing the movie, <laughs> um, if you if you've been listening to the show for a a while now, you'll know that I have some like guilty pleasures, like some like genres and stuff like that. If if a movie hits on those, it doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. I will like it automatically yeah. because of that. Yeah. One of them, post-apocalyptic, check. Two of them, crazy creatures, check. <laughs> Third, if it's got you know actors and actresses that I really like in it, then I go in with just kind of a positive outlook, just yeah, in, yeah, in, in uh, just to begin with. This movie exceeded every single expectation. In addition to providing those things that kind of check those boxes for me, it's really, really good. Nice. Really, really good. Um, Dare I say my favorite movie of the year so far. Nice. I love this movie. I love this movie. And I haven't said that about, uh, I mean, maybe Black Panther is up there. But other than that, um, I really liked Ready Player One. This movie I loved. Um, But uh I oh my gosh. I I, I don't have I, I my negative talk on this movie won't be that long, but for as positives are concerned, it's it, it looks great. It's acted great. Mm-hmm. Uh the premise is amazing. Um you're getting it, so animated here. It, it, I know, the I, know I know, I <laughs> know. I'm so <laughs> excited about this movie. It hits on every cylinder. I went and saw this movie with my my dad, uh my sister and and her husband and um Basically, like like that's my crew. Like when we like mm-hmm. see scary movies, you yeah. know that kind of a thing. And this movie, and I think you would appreciate this movie too. But it's not like a straight hor- like straight horror movie. It's more yeah. thrillerish, yeah, with some horror elements, kind of like a Ten Cloverfield Lane. Gotcha. Um, and and the other thing that this movie has going for it is it's not just scary. It has so much heart. I was teary eyed like several parts in the movie. Um, and I think that there's going to be a dynamic of people that like this movie for the, what it is and the other people that like it because of the connection that they made as a parent. Uh, for me, I have three children, these parents, these, these parents have three children and I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm making this connection. I'm inserting myself in the story and it, and it's just like, how are these people doing this? You can't make a noise. Like, yeah. And it's just crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's brilliant. I love this movie. I love it so much. It's um it's terrifying. They do a lot of character development at the beginning. John
0: Krasinski has gone on record. And John Krasinski? I know. Nobody expected <laughs> that. I mean, he is an intelligent guy, though. Yeah. And I think he's got a really good personality to direct. Yeah. I think you can have, there's there's two types of personalities that do really well with directing from what I've, what I've seen. I'm going yeah. on a total sidebar here. This is his third movie, but this is yeah. like this is like his coming out party, I feel like. I think people, so. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one he's going to be known for. Right, and right. And people are going to be interested in seeing his follow-up after this. Right. But he's got you know you have your type of director that's kind of like your Stanley Kubrick which is like you're completely obsessed like has a vision yeah. and everybody has to be on board with like making this vision happen and that can be very successful can also be very draining right. and difficult and then you have your directors that are more like a John Krasinski who's probably got a good vision for it mm-hmm. but also intelligent enough to know how to bring in smart people right. and delegate different tasks yeah. well and make it a good environment and he comes across as that kind of director right so i'm i in that sense, I actually plus all the positive buzz I've been hearing about it, I, I like to give directors, like new directors, yeah, an opportunity to show me kind of what they got. Yeah. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. And so I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but so, I kinda of So to.
1: what I can say is it it's probably most closely related to signs. Okay. Um, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, with elements of Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and Cloverfield. How jumpy is it? There's a few. Okay. There's See, that's, a few in there.
0: That's the only thing I really don't we talked about it. I yeah, think.
1: yeah. And and some of them are really, I would say some of the jump scare stuff are yeah. are earned jump scares. They're not just for the sake of having a jump scare. Yeah. Uh, I would say most of them are are yeah. earned.
0: When you um, call it a. Th- a quiet place, you're going to have to assume that they're going to make a lot of, like, bump kind of So that's happen. this part about this that's really, really unique about
1: this movie. And, and obviously, everybody that's reviewing this movie talks about it. So you can't not talk about it. It's mm-hmm. the sound in this movie. There's very little sound. Yeah. There's very little dialogue. There's maybe there like, a there's a like lot... two scenes where people are talking.
0: Is there even music? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I would hope for that. Um, they do the traditional, like, uh, where something... Uh, menacing is happening it goes into this it almost reminded me of of the Sicario like Mm -hmm. like kind of thing that music yeah Um, it reminded me of that which is funny because Emily Blunt's in it which is cool John Krasinski and Emily Blunt they're married in real life they're doing this together right she's amazing she's the scene stealer by the way but everybody is amazing so it's not like everybody's apart. everybody's right. extraordinary even the kids are right. amazing that was the one thing I was like eh. the kids Those are kids awesome are in this like you yeah. believe them like when they're terrified you believe that yeah. they are terrified <laughs> um, I guess it's not super hard to put a kid in a scary movie the, sometimes yeah it's so the soundscape be scared Um, soundscape is interesting because you, you it's really worth seeing in a movie theater however there's gonna be people in the movie theater because there's not a lot of sound too yeah um you hear everything in the movie theater. You hear the people like, <laughs> like come on people, stop eating your popcorn so yeah, loud. And yeah. like, it makes you aware. You're like, Ooh, I'm not going to move. I can't move because it's going to be really loud. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, and then like we had, I went with, uh, like I said, my dad, my sister and her husband, we, um, there was this guy who was, I think he was intoxicated. He was on his phone. He got escorted oh, okay. from the theater in the first like, one minute of the movie. Oh, man. He just had a conversation like super loud. Although I was like, are you kidding me right now? Get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know? um, And the the sound just adds a level of intensity. The movie does a really good job in the first 25 minutes to set up the characters really well. People argue that it's slow. I argue opposite. I think you need that to be on... The, it's a character-driven story yeah. with horror elements, um, which I think is why it's so good. Okay. Um, and in the very first sequence of the movie they set up in a in a crazy fashion like you know the rules of this movie and you're like dang they went there yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and then basically it just kind of launches from there um a lot of really emotional arcs that some of the characters have to go through um i i have no i have no negatives for this movie oh, um wow. except for so I, I've done a lot of research in the last couple of days because I can't give a, a full s- how I feel about a movie in the first... Uh, in the, uh, the same day I viewed it, I always have to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And I like it the more that I think about it. And people are coming up with these plot holes that are... I don't understand why they're thinking that it's a plot hole. There's, there's not as many plot holes as people seem to th- say that there are. Yeah, There's one that I can't... I have not, I've not even heard people bring up yet. And I don't want to talk about it here. It's spoilery. But um, there's one thing that happens that I was like, well, that doesn't necessarily make sense if this has kind of been the way of. Anyways, um, <laughs> nobody's talked about it yet, but it's okay. Um, now that I think about it, I think I've just figured it out. Never mind, maybe it's not a plot <laughs> hole, but there are some plot holes Answering in there. Answering your own that don't, Yeah, exactly. They don't necessarily make sense. Uh, they're they're saying that it don't make sense, but it makes sense to me if you just look at it as a grand scale. You got to realize that this this movie is focusing on this family story okay um and they they withhold information about the origin of these creatures they hold so you don't know if they're aliens you don't know if you know it's basically it's just keeping it real focused on the family their um their journey their life their living together how they're surviving all that stuff yeah and it comes down to basically parents and how much they love their kids and that's where it resonated with me the most it's very emotional um especially a lot of the beats that happen towards the end you're like oh my gosh and it was it was just a really incredible movie movie. um I'm gonna go really high on my score, mm. probably the highest score I've given a movie. Wow, um, and I'm gonna go ninety seven
0: man, I love this movie, and this is like gonna go down as one of your top ten almost of all time at this I point don't, if, i if don't I don't know about that, yeah, but I've well, only been doing the podcast for like, two years a year, year and a half a year and a and half
1: year. so I I really love this movie and yeah. I, I want everybody to see it because it's more than just a horror movie, uh, I feel like.
0: And, um, I would say within an age range of probably over like 13 or 14. Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's okay. PG
1: 13, but it's a hard PG 13. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's horrific. I was tense. I was white knuckling the whole last hour of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, it's only 90 minutes long, too. And I think they did a great job at keeping it short, brief, succinct, and yeah. doing all the things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was just really great. I love this movie. I can't um rave about it enough. I just it I think for me I think it's gonna be different for you just because it hit different emotional beats for me. <laughs> yeah. With me having kids and, and how I think about my my love for my kids and the, and interjecting it kinda how they were in their kids. That makes sense. And um, I'm gonna connect more with the monsters is what you're saying. You're sure. <laughs>
0: Cause <laughs> Cause I don't exactly. Have kids. The
1: creature design was incredible <laughs> by the way. Okay the budget 17 million dollars came out made 50 million dollars opening yeah. weekend um ILM they did it so like oh, they're oh, like okay. the, <laughs> the, the, the premier <laughs> yeah, I was gonna you know say. Yeah, design, uh CG people in the world so yeah, them and weta right yeah weta what, workshop yeah yeah like those two are like the two like go to uh CG yeah. companies and you do it for a reason cuz they do amazing work absolutely and so ILM did it and it was just incredible i loved it um I always, my, fa- the family I went with, I'm, I'm sure they, they wanted to know what I felt like, but I'm always really quiet after the movie. So I always got to think about it and process it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was like, you know, there's things I, I mentioned that I liked to him right up front. Um, but at the, uh, I, fully forming it, it's such a good movie. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Favorite, favorite of the year. Definitely so far.
0: That's awesome, Matt. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yes. I will try, try to check try. it out. I will try try Please give try. Just
1: give it a go. If you go to the theater, see it on like a, in a morning. We got
0: Rampage coming out this weekend. Though. I'm excited I mean... for Rampage. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be dumb, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, but I mean the pool between the two, obviously Rampage yeah. takes a higher seat in priority. All right. I'm going to give Rampage 100%. <laughs> for sure. I'm sure it'll be that. And a bag of chips. Yep. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Review, yes. Guys. Anyway, uh, so thank you for that review. Oh, it. yeah. Very awesome. Uh, I'm going to be moving on and talking about a film that I got to see. And I did not see. Right. As an alternative. Yes. And the, do- I- the dogs are not quiet. Yeah. The, do- the- There you go. Very yep. good. Yep. <laughs> um, so this film was a limited release. Yep. Um, it's called I Love Dogs. It's a film by director Wes Anderson. Ever hear of him? Uh, I have, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a pretty well-known. He's taken some interesting steps over the last few years. And just a brief synopsis for this film, uh, set in Japan, Isle of Dogs follows a boy's odyssey in search of his lost dog, which is a gross oversimplification (laughs) of this type of film. Uh, The best thing that I can say, and I can't kind of enter into this discussion of this film without briefly just talking about Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wenderson is his friends call him. There. Yep. <laughs> I call him that all the okay, time. How yeah, me you too. Know? We text. Yeah, I'm texting back, yep. Way Anderson, how's it going? Yep. Um, he is the, the best thing that I could describe sort of his style of directing is avant-garde. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this very new, almost experimental style that's mixed with other sort of emphasises and different genres and styles. Um, it, he, borders on the comedic at times as well in a really weird way because he can simultaneously make something funny and sad in such an interesting way. Mm -hmm. And one of the best examples I can say is like Rushmore, which is a story about, you know, a bunch of sort of sad people and kind of quirky personality people that are kind of this with this love triangle situation going on. And it's like, That's one of my favorite movies by him, I'd Mm -hmm. say, almost, or Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Um, And he has this, he uses like, very effectively uses angles and framing, uh, light and composition with different colors and styles to emote different and elicit different feelings. He's one of the most in-controlled stylistic. He kind of falls more into, again, you know, talking about the two types of directors, more like the Stanley Kubrick type style. And so he started off very early on with a short film called Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Which got. Luke and, uh, Luke and Owen. Yep. Which got enough yep. popularity from it, kind of launched those guys' careers because it ended up becoming a full length film and did well enough that he ended up kind of moving into. So, Royal Ten of Moms was a follow up. Yeah. Or, sorry, Rushmore was a follow up, and then Royal Ten of Moms. And. Then from there things got a little weird. Some people, there's like some stuff that I that I kind of like that I didn't necessarily connect with as well. Like uh, Life Aquatic, oh, okay. Um, the, the Fantastic Mr. Fox and stuff. Well, a lot how, of people. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say because th- this this movie to me falls more in line with Fantastic Mr. Fox just being another stop animation. So I'm curious to see because I
0: thought that was okay. It does, and yeah. so this isn't his first time moving into the Terry of stop territory of stop motion animation. He, okay, he definitely first. First time doing that was Fantastic Mr. Fox. And the mm-hmm. interesting thing is he's kind of, at times, still kind of incorporated stop motion into his normal yeah. live action type sure. movies, like especially with Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. which was the one just prior to this that I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of Moonrise Kingdom. It got some uh, Oscar buzz too. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a quirky kind of fun film about, yeah. it was almost like a buddy drama type thing, and mm. but set in a very strange world almost. and. Um, he he dwells he delves into the strange and the absurd so nicely and kind of fun and it's like he does these absurd things, but he frames it and he shoots it and he he dialogues it and puts music to it in such a way that it makes it feel fun and interesting and not weird mm-hmm. in over over in excess right. I'd say so that's all just to kind of explain Wes Anderson if you're not a fan of his I would definitely suggest or if you don't know him very well for listeners out there I would definitely suggest checking out some of his other Films and yeah. stuff. Uh, this, so the reason I'm saying he's kind of moved into a bit of a strange direction is he's been releasing the last couple films. I'm not exactly sure I haven't had a chance to look into this why, but as limited release type films. And he's a big enough director though that he definitely warrants and could go into sort of a major release with his films. And so that's why I want to look into it. I want to find out if maybe he's just doing a different distribution or a different studio thing or what money thing. It too. might be a money thing. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but um, I really enjoyed. Isle of Dogs. Awesome. Um, so the film kind of chronicles, as it very briefly discussed, uh, this young boy um, whose dog gets taken away from him. It's it's stop motion animation. And uh, he goes onto this island. There's It's set in Japan, but it's kind of like a an, another world version of Japan. It's like a heightened version of it. Everything is very like over the top with like the way that they act and personalities on the island. Um So he gets this young boy who's kind of separated from his parents um, after they pass away, gets adopted by his uncle, who's kind of the mayor. He's the governor guy that runs the island Mm -hmm. of Japan. And there's kind of he sets up at the very beginning. It's this really funny story. And he doesn't give you it there's times and moments where like people will be speaking in Japanese. It doesn't even give you subtitles. You just kind of have to learn from what's happening based upon the context of what they're saying. To deduce what, and the, yeah. yeah. Not what they're saying, but like the way their face is moving or sure. the actions that they're taking. And it kind of works in a yeah. funny way. Cause it makes it more visually just, you're watching what's happening mm-hmm. versus listening to things that they're saying. And then other times, all the other times that somebody's speaking in Japanese and you didn't understand it, they'll provide like a literal translator that's in the film that's translating Mm -hmm. it for like the radio or something like that. So it's weird because it's almost like they're trying to base it in reality, but then you'll have these other moments that are just like, don't make any sense at all. Um, and are completely just over the top ridiculous. Like there's robot dogs, (laughs) you know, and there's like these guns that you, it's just really crazy stuff. Um, I just, it was really, so it tells the story of this young boy whose dog gets taken away because there's these two clans that have kind of, it tells like this historic, gives like the background, you know, with like Japanese music. And it's like, you know, back in the early days, there was two clans, the cat clan and the dog clan, and they fought and basically the cat clan has lived with this desire to... Um, kick out the dogs for good. Okay. And so the, the whole setup for it is this idea that there's like these two warring factions or at least one major warring faction of cats that wants to get rid of all the dogs
1: yeah, on like the a island. Yeah, sequel to that, yeah. that cheesy
0: movie Cats and Dogs. Exactly. <laughs> a <bit laughs> a bit better, better just, probably. Yeah. Well, much better. Yeah. Much, much, much better. <laughs> um, and a lot funnier and interesting. And, and so it, everything has a very Japanese kind of style to it, and the voice acting is amazing. I mean, he got some of the biggest names out there. You got Brian Cranston, uh, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Ed Norton, um, Scarlett Johansson, who's not Meg, who's kind of plays like the main love interest. Oh, that's what you called yeah. me earlier. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> she, she's this. <laughs> she's funny because she's a show dog. Okay, and she ends up. So what ends up happening? And I'm gonna kind of give you the brief rundown. This like happens in the first couple minutes and just kind of sets up the whole story. But um, the cats or they they claim that there's this disease that exists, which is causing the dogs to more or less impact and in and are a, a threat to the humans in Japan. Okay. And so they send all the they, they they this royal decree or this mayoral decree that they're going to send all the dogs. To a separate eye, which yeah. is really funny because, yeah, like, the, trailer, the mayor comes that. up there and he gives this long, like, speech of, like, we, these dogs are going to kill us, and da 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 da. And then he's like, and now we provide the mandatory time for the other side to say what it is that they want to say. And the guy comes up there and he's like, we can cure this, it's not a problem. Uh, we shouldn't get rid of the dogs. And he's like, <laughs> he's like boom, send them to the island. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen to him, it's really fun. So, and there's just, it's a lot of, like, unexpected type moments with the movie. So, all the dogs end up going to the island, they take this young boy's dog, and he wants to go to the island to basically rescue and find him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of the chronicling, chron- it's like a, a journey. It's sure. chronicling his story of going across the island to try and track down his dog yeah. and in the characters he runs into of across mixed with what's happening on the main island with the people trying to uncover this plot of the yeah. cats trying to get rid of the dogs and so <laughs> it's like an espionage film mixed with like a journey film yeah. with the craziest weirdest humor at That's times funny.
1: one thing i love about these animated and and I, I miss i thought fantastic mr fox was all right but um one thing i like about these stop motion ones is yeah. first of all i appreciate in a huge way the level of time commitment that it takes to animate oh, one of for these shows sure. yeah. absolutely ridiculous i would never be able to do it in ever just because i don't want to yeah. i don't have the patience to like animate an explosion explosion in, out of you know cotton balls you know i don't have that kind of yeah you know patience but i think that uh, one thing that's hilarious is all the talent that get cast in these films at least in fantastic fox and from what i got from the trailer from from this film mm. is all the all the actors just use their regular voices they don't try to be a character and that's what makes it funny to me yeah and they're just like yeah you know okay well okay yeah you know like they, they talk like like humans they're not like trying to pretend to be no. a dog no yeah you know? and that's
0: and that's where the movie the movie kind of like you have to it's so weird because you have to both disbelieve it and believe it yeah. at the same time because the dogs are fully capable in the movie of yeah. understanding human like language yeah but they speak English right but the like they all live in Japan, and so they're like the the boy will be talking, and they're like, does anybody understand what he's saying? And they're yeah, yeah, like yeah. speaking in English right. to each other, and they're like, no, I don't really speak his. Yeah. It's too bad he doesn't speak English. You like, know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think
1: it's I think it was Jason Schwartzman in um in Fantastic Mr. Fox where he's uh he's like he's like, you know why I can fit in there? Because I'm little. Like yeah. He just like you know <laughs> yeah. he just says stuff like like yeah.
0: I don't know just you think like, it would be like, deeper or something yeah, it's, it's, it's just... the way he sets things <laughs> up is so interesting so like um, Brian Cranston plays this character named Chief who is this you know curmudgeonly like mm-hmm. dog that lived on the streets and never had an like never had an owner and he doesn't he mistrust people right, and right, right. he ends up in this kind of relationship with the young boy and it they it, a big part of it is kind of how that relationship develops mm-hmm. throughout the course of the film and there's this really funny scene where they're they kind of get separated from the main pack and the pack is hilarious because they're all like dogs but they're like okay nobody's nobody's the leader of this pack we all take votes and but like one dog is always the one that like gets them to do everything yeah. so the one dog is always like but i'm not in charge so who who supports what i have to say and all the dogs are like yes 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 and then brian is <laughs> like no and then they all so there's like one part where they have to fight this like robot dog yeah or this human or cat or like save the boy yeah and they're like who votes for brian to or who votes for chief to go fight the robot dog and they're like i, I, I. yeah and he's like no <laughs> just like so there's like there's just quirky funny moments and like a good a good example of a scene where it can be like such, such a pendulum of emotion is like so chief is is with the boy and they're you know, atari is the boy's name and yeah. they're going and they're kind of get separated from the pack and there's they for random reasons there's like this theme park that's like on the island okay and they come across this slide and the sign says like you must be this tall to ride basically yeah it's got the thing it's all in japanese but and so the boy's like looking at it and chief is like nope don't do it and he like goes towards the steps and he's like don't i will leave and he takes another step he's like i will leave and it's funny because he's a dog yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. talking to the young boy, but it's like they're understanding each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then he goes up, Atari goes up the slide and chief's just like, whatever. And he just leaves. And then so like Atari like slides down the slide and then he falls off and he hits himself and yeah. like busts his ear. <laughs> and then as soon as he gets done with that, look, he sits up and he starts doing this like whistle, which is the whistle that he did for his dog that he's oh, looking gotcha. forward to like connect them. And it just immediately turns sad. Because it's like he's suddenly heartbroken that Chief's gone and he's missing his dog friend. Oh yeah, and it's like it's just it's such a pendulum of emotion, and they do it so well and effectively that's like even with these stop motion animation characters, they elicit such strong emotional reactions, Mm -hmm. and it's just so random. You know, there's like a part where they go to a bar, and the girl's too young to drink, so she's drinking like chocolate milk, and she's like, "Hit me another time." She takes a drink of it. She's like yelling at the girl. She's like, "You are a disgrace!" And then she chugs it and like throws it against the wall and stuff. And it's just like the way that the film kind of rolls itself out is very interesting. It's very unexpected, and it's not going to, like, as far as the overall progress of the plot, it's not going to throw a lot of, like, surprises at you, but you'll enjoy it, I think. Okay, Um, yeah, I'll check it out. I want to check it out. Yeah, I think the main thing that keeps this film from being more accessible, um, as well as, like, most other Wes Anderson films is he's not apologetic about his style. Yeah. He kind of just goes with it. Yeah. And he's done it long enough now that he kind of knows his avant-garde style that he's yeah. going to go for. And it's not really kid-friendly. Yeah, you know, It's not the kind of film you would bring. Fantastic Mr. Fox wasn't really like that either. Yeah. yeah. So it, this is the kind of film I would say you'd need to be at least really 14 or 15 to kind of start getting it. Sure. Is it PG-13? Um, I don't remember. PG? I didn't check on that one. It might be pg 13, it's PG-13. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah. it's got some really dark moments, some death and, you know, violence and yeah. people being killed off and things like that and it's just kind of like, wow. So um, I think that, in and of itself is probably enough to keep it from really breaking more into the mainstream. PG-13 is like a good age demo, mm-hmm. but the film looks like a kid's film. It does, yeah. But it plays like an adult film. Right, 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 right. So it's just really hard to kind of, um, I don't know, check it out. But I, I think it'll be, it's been mo- cool. it's one of my better ones of the year for sure. Awesome. Uh, really enjoyed it. Probably going to be higher up there on my scale of like positive films that I could suggest to somebody. If, if you like the kind of the strange, funny, weird, overall yeah. type stories... <laughs> Um so I'm going to give this one a 91. All right. Yeah. I like it. I really enjoyed it. So. Got some
1: A's, some good movies today. Yeah, we did a good. I like good, it.
0: Good good week for both of us yep. coming out of a long spell of not so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I liked so. Ready
1: Player One more than you did, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah and
0: then, you know, it wasn't awful, I yeah, guess, yeah. but yeah. All right. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, then we'll go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast. Uh, Some ways to get connected, just as a reminder here at the end, realviewmedia.com is our website. We also have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We're always posting and linking and doing things on there, trying to stay up on top of all the credible news that's coming out. Uh, We also have both our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at realreviewmedia.com media. And then additionally, our webs- or our email, which we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives. I'd like to hear people's thoughts on this film, Isle of Dogs, because it's such a strange film. I'd love to hear get, yeah. get some input, some additional <laughs> thoughts on it. Uh, email us, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yes, do it. Anything else, Ma? No, that's it. Alright, well, it's been real. It's been real.